Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. I'm Eric Guy, at the Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory, where we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. Today I have with me a very special guest, uh, Jack Carson, infamous Jack in the Box from Westminster College. Uh, everybody knows him, so at least in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania. But um, college student, social influencer, welcome aboard, Jack. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. That's a, a ge very generous uh, introduction. Infamous, I think, might be the right word. Uh, but if everyone knows you in New Wilmington, uh, population's not the biggest. So, you know, I'll take that for what it is. But thanks for having me. Yeah, and this month um, is part of June. Our topic of the month is really about getting connected. Very uh, important topic as we go through the crisis with COVID and how people connect with one another. And had some questions for you, and maybe you should, can share some insights for all our CFB. Sure fans who are watching or listening to this. So Jack, uh, much like myself, you are a highly extroverted person, right? Yeah, you know it. You like to be around people, you like that socialization that gets you going. How has the current crisis affected you personally? Yeah, Eric, I mean, like you said, it's, I'm a super extroverted person there's no doubt about that a lot of people say they teeter on the line and nope just I'm completely extroverted so you know I'm dealing with it the same way a lot of people are um it was a complete shock uh at the beginning I think as as predictable as it seems in hindsight you know we, we really should have seen all this coming it did sneak up on us so a lot of it was just uh you know anger at first I think that uh, this was all going on and then just wondering what am I going to do um, but overall it's just been you know it's been a big period of adjustment um, whether I like it or not you know I have to adjust uh, in a social sense and so I think I've done that a little bit um, but what I've been doing to to deal with it you know it's stuff like this um, just stuff like FaceTime and Zoom with my friends the same things that pretty much everybody's been doing um, but even more than that just because I know um, very aware of how extroverted I am, trying to not be so reliant on social interaction all of the time and trying to be a little more comfortable uh, with just myself. Now, what, what does that do when you're a little bit more comfortable with yourself? Uh, I mean, it's tough and I'm not there yet, you know. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I was taking a walk uh, around the lake. I'm fortunate to live uh, here by Westminster's campus, so I'll go on a walk around campus and it was such a nice day and I was like, man, I'm all by myself. I had to FaceTime some friends just on a walk. So it's, it's still, it's tough to uh, want A, just be by myself in times like that, but B, work by myself. I think that's the toughest thing. Uh, but adjusting, you know, it, it's definitely helped and I'm hoping that translates when we get back to normal life a little bit. Um, I have taught myself through, you know, virtual classes um, and through my remote work uh, that I'm still doing over at the college as a student employee. Um, you know, I, I've taught myself some means of keeping myself uh, disciplined that I hope translate back. So overall, I, I think I'm prouder of my adjustment than I thought I would be. I thought this was gonna be the apocalypse when it started and I'm still here, I'm still doing okay, so. Yeah, I think it's a big uh, thing for people to hear that 
you know, we're all going through this together and, you know, it's kind of normal, especially for some, some of us that, that need that social interaction quite often to feel kind of some of the feelings that you were feeling and have gone through that we've all felt. That's, that's kind of normal for us. And I think some people uh, just say, well, I mean, I'm falling apart, but really it's just, you've, you've lost that little segment of what you're used to and what you're ingrained in and what gets you going because being around people, especially like you and I, I mean, being around people, that's, that alleviates some stress. And when we don't have that, that can cause some internal stress for us. Um, and it's, and it's well needed when we get to connect with people and share those times and, and talk, right? Definitely need to talk, which uh, goes into my next question for you. Uh, you know, going through a situation like this, did you have an aha moment when you really realized your need for that in-person connection? Well, uh, lucky for me, and don't take this as a, as a cheap plug for you guys, but, you know, I, I took the PI, so I was aware of it. I don't mean to, you know, plug the PI too much, uh, but, but seriously, I, that did make me aware that I'm a person that just needs social interaction, um, for better or for worse. But I kind of did have that, I don't know if it was as much of an aha moment as like an oh crap moment when Westminster first uh, said you guys aren't coming back um, to campus at least for a little bit. It wasn't when they canceled the whole semester. It was just when they said breaks extended, you're going to be online for a little bit. I thought, what am I going to do? I was just on a social high before spring break. I got a little uh, time to rejuvenate, but I was like, I'm ready to go back. You know, break's been too long. And then they hit us with that. Just I say out of the blue, even though it really wasn't. Uh, but that was my aha, oh crap moment of what am I going to do? Um, and kind of, you know, I, I went through a, about a day there of just, you know, frustration and just, uh, I couldn't believe it. Didn't know what I was going to do. But after that, you know, it started to settle in, started to make plans on how to make the best of it, how to embrace the situation. So by the time that they made the announcement to cancel the whole semester, I was, I wouldn't say I was numb to it, but you know, it was more of uh, an acceptance at that point. So, I mean, there have been aha moments throughout this whole thing. It, it changes every day. So, uh, you know, you got to stay on your toes. Yeah, I think the big thing is to really accept that that's, I mean, I like the fact that you call it an oh crap moment, but we really need that. I mean, there's certain people that need time to be alone, to think, and there's others of us that need time to really be around people. And, you know, I, I know we had the, the chance uh, lately to, to connect in a social distancing manner. Um, and that was a lot of fun, even though there were a bunch of, uh, well, not a bunch, just, there were just a few. So we did the social distancing thing not too long ago, a few days ago. But that, that felt like a relief to get together and talk and, and do those things. And, and I think we, we all need that. And I know that was probably important for you. I think I heard you say something very similar to that, but you know, even for myself, being around uh, just a few people, even if you guys were a lot younger than, than I am, it, it really rejuvenated me and got me going and, and felt, made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, no, that was, that was huge, uh, especially for me being uh, an extroverted person. Um, and it, you kind of walk that line when you're trying to start to see people in social distance and uh, trying to assess what's okay and what's not in this time. It, it feels sometimes like like if you feel guilty for seeing people, but at the same time, you know, you need it and you know, it's good to see people. Um, 
And so, you know, as, as our PA counties are moving from red to yellow to green, we're seeing a lot of different people change uh, their philosophies on what they should be doing socially, myself included. So I am here and there, I'll see people. Um, and you know what, I'm guilty too. If I'm in a small group, sometimes we'll say, do we all really wanna be wearing masks right now? And I'll be honest with you, yeah, that's, that's kind of selfish. And it's, it, it, assessing risk, uh, I think, comes down at this point as we're moving into these different phases to an individual level. So my philosophy is, it, uh, excuse me, my philosophy on it, and I guess my advice to people is, you know, do what you do, but be respectful of what everybody else wants to do. So if you and I want to, you know, hang out and social distance uh, and see each other in person, because it's just not the same here as it would be in person, that's cool. But if someone else declines, you know, you got to respect that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're always preaching and we're, you know, this, the company, our company center for victory is really founded on relationships and we're all hardwired. It doesn't matter how you're wired, introverted, extroverted, you know, detailed, not detailed. It doesn't matter. We're all hardwired. We're made to connect. And with that in mind, uh, the next question for you is who for you specifically is really important to stay connected to during a time like this? Yeah. I mean, the obvious ones are your friends and your family, but I think the more important answer to that question that a lot of people overlook are those people that you don't see every day when the world is normal. So those people that, uh, if I'm talking in a college student sense, um, the people that you see in the dining hall every day, and maybe you, you say hi to them, and then you walk by, or you have a short conversation with these people, but they're not a constant in your life. Um, in a family sense, that maybe that's your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles that you see here and there, but now we can't see them at all. And I think those are the ones we take for granted because our closest friends, you know, for the most part, I'm speaking for a lot of people, but I mean, I've been keeping in contact with my close, close friends every single day. So there's been no rift there at all. But with those people that are just, you know, right on the outside of being a close friend that I see here and there, but I still really value those relationships. I mean, those are the most important and uh, the most fulfilling when I do get to talk to those people virtually or whatever it is. It just reminds me that, you know, those people are out there too. So I'd say, you know, stay connected with those that you wouldn't be completely, you know, tighten it with in a normal world. Yeah, that's good. And is there anything you, you hit on this already, but is there anything else, you know, knowing all this, going through all this, are there, are there things that you're doing to be more intentional about? in learning about during this time to be more intentional about, you know, doing that, like for this instance, if you just said connecting with, with people that you might not see all the time, is there anything else that you're being more intentional about? Yeah. I mean, it's like we said earlier, stuff like this. So making sure to keep up with your FaceTimes and your Zooms, it's uh, sometimes can get a little bit old, but I think it's so important to stay connected because you can find yourself lonely uh, pretty fast. Um, but one thing that I haven't done personally, uh, but I should, and I think is a really great piece of advice. Um, our Dean of Student Affairs at Westminster, Gina Vance, had this advice for the students was to write letters to people and send people letters in the mail. I thought that was a, a cool piece of advice that I just hadn't thought of. That's such a different way for us to stay connected that we would have never done if there was no pandemic going on. But I mean, what a cool thing um, to write someone a handwritten note in a time like this. It's a conversation almost that you would have in person that you would never have over FaceTime. So keeping a little bit of an intimate relationship with your close friends and family uh, by writing letters 
that you wouldn't really do on FaceTime. Very good. Um, any other tips or suggestions that you have for folks listening and watching? Yeah, I mean, the thing that I think uh, bugs me the most about this whole thing is just how polarizing it is. No matter where you fall, it's, it's a polarizing thing like so many things are today. Um, and so no matter what side of an argument you're on, whether it's COVID or something else, uh, don't, you know, listen more than you shout is uh, my philosophy and my advice. If you're not well informed on something, then don't shout about it. And the thing about this COVID-19 uh, outbreak is it's the novel coronavirus. It's called novel because we don't know about it yet. So you can't be too confident, you know, spewing out facts on social media about what people should or shouldn't do. Best you can do is follow the guidelines uh, and most of all respect others what they want to do. Uh, and again, just listen to the people who know more than you because right now, pretty much everybody knows more than me about this thing. So just do your best and listen. Yeah, good suggestions. Uh, any favorite quote, motto, anything you like to say all the time that would uh, be helpful as we end this today? Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if this is too, you know, pertaining to COVID-19 or anything, but when I saw you wanted a favorite quote, uh, light bulb, I have one favorite quote. If you're friends with me, you know, I bug you all the time about the show, The West Wing my favorite show. I don't shut up about it. Uh, and if you're my friends with me, you want me to shut up about it all the time. Uh, but there's an episode where uh, the chief of staff, Leo McGarry, sends Josh Lyman, his deputy, to therapy. He's dealing with PTSD after being a shooting victim. And he comes out, Josh is like, you know, you didn't have to do that for me. And Leo, the guy that sent him to therapy, he tells him, and I'm sure going to try to get this right. It's less of a quote, more of a, a modern parable, if you will. Uh, he says, a guy's walking down the street and he falls into a hole. The, whole, the walls are so steep and he can't get out. All of a sudden, a doctor walks by. The guy shouts up, hey, I'm stuck in here. Could you help me out? The doctor writes out a prescription, throws it down in the hole, and he moves on with his day, right? Then a priest comes by. Father, can you help me out? I'm stuck down here. The priest writes out a prayer and throws it in the hole. Then a friend walks by. Joe, it's me. I'm stuck down here. Could you help me out? The friend jumps in the hole. Now our guy says, are you stupid? We're both down here. Now the friend says, yeah, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. That's the, I don't know how much that helps with COVID, but that's something I always love to remember about, you know, how to just support others. And in a time like this, people are going through it, whether it's mental health, physical health, whatever it is. Uh, sometimes people are falling into holes that we've been in ourselves. So if you can jump into the hole with someone or uh, you can ask someone to jump into the hole with you, you know, swallow your pride and, uh, do that and be a good friend. Very, very good advice, especially for the topic this month. That was, that was absolutely great. Um, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for watching. Please make sure you leave uh, this video a like, leave a comment down in the section, comment below as well. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit uh, the subscribe button as well as the bell icon so you can get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, uh, you can visit us at centerforvictory.com. And just remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you later. That's a wrap. Cut.